Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, everyone, and happy, happy Tuesday. I call this Take Back My Stuff Tuesday, Take Back My Personal Power, and I just encourage everybody to please get pen and pencil and listen today because I'm sure that our new co-host for our Tuesdays with Michael uh, Farmer will um, certainly give you some nuggets that you can use, but you don't want to just rely on your memory because you know how busy we all are at the same time. So I just want to say that and also want to say... Um, our prayers going out, and everybody will join us in our prayers going out for the East Coast that was hit. And, and just thank God that it was downgraded from a hurricane to a tropical storm before it hit New Jersey. So we're very um, thankful for that. But, Lord, we ask that you just bless our brothers and sisters in New Jersey, New York, Manhattan, and um, Connecticut, and anywhere that were residual uh, from the storm. But anyway, I want to welcome to Loretta McNary Live Presents. Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. He is our spiritual personal coach, and we'll do this every Tuesday. So you can start emailing questions to us one on Facebook and sending those messages to either Michael or myself, and we will address those on the very next Tuesday. Michael, welcome. Thank you, Miss Loretta. Glad to hear from you again. <laughs> it's so it's so amazing how I just can't believe how fast this is all putting together, and I'm just very happy that you were. Um, that you said yes. I'm very, very grateful that you said yes. And um, may God get the glory from everything that's said today and um, in the future weeks to come. Amen. Well, it's good, good to be back on the radio again. Um, it's Yeah, I, I just consider it a delight, and I I think it's definitely providential that this, that this happened. Uh, it came together a couple of years ago, as we mentioned in the show on last week, and I'm looking forward to great things uh, with this combination of Michael Farmer and the one and only Loretta McNary <laughs> with the Loretta <laughs> McNary show. So, so I'm, just, I'm just looking forward okay, to great things. Last week we were talking, and I also want to um, just say a special thanks to our sponsor for Tuesdays with Michael Farmer is Discipleship International. So you all will hear more about that um, in the coming weeks as well. But so very, very happy for the sponsorship um, um, Discipleship International. So that's what makes Tuesdays with Michael possible every Tuesday. And so we left off last week talking about um, different downloads that you had. And, and let me tell you, this show will be structured in that we know um, which one of the principles we're going to talk about today, but we'll be back and forth because uh, Michael is so prolific when it comes to this. I kind of have to slow him down so I can digest it and understand him. So if you're like me, and please feel free to call in because Michael is taking calls. And the number is 347-539-5772, 347-539-5772. And I will also open up the chat part of this so that if you have any questions and you're at work listening on your um, PC, you can just go into the chat room and I'll answer those questions, okay? So, okay, Michael, let's, let's just um, talk about how you got your download a few years ago, and it was 13 areas that... Um, we're going to start focusing on. Okay. Well, those 13 areas, and I just want to just remind everyone from who wasn't listening last week that it, it came forth when I went to attend a church development strategies conference uh, in Houston. And while I was at the airport, uh, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the name of the ministry that he gave me. And um, at that point, he really impressed me my heart to take out I'm a pen and to begin to write without thinking. And it was the first time I had ever done that. 
And when I finished, there were 13 topics uh, that he wanted me to do for what he called a discipleship study course. And it's basically bring babe believers, you know, I'm, I'm a type person, you know, I'm not called to pastoral ministry, I'm called to prophetic ministry. So they can catch them and I can clean them. So I, I have no problem with doing the dirty work. <laughs> I have no problem with dressing them. Uh, my grandparents showed me how to do that years ago. Uh, how, you know, how to how to uh, how to clean and dress fish. So it's, yeah, I'm not to do it physically and spiritually. Um, but 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 in those 13 segments, uh, I had to first of all take and the segment basically came with titles. He just gave me titles. Um, so I took the titles and I created outlines from what I had already been taught. Uh, what I learned through just, you know, all the training that I received at Breath of Life Christian Center here in Memphis, Tennessee, through some of the, I think, some of the greatest teachers and instructors and pastors, you know, on the face of the earth. And uh, just want to give a shout-out to them. Of course, my pastor, Sammy Holloway, uh, then the, who I consider mentors along the way and teachers who impart into me, uh, Pastor Howard Moss and Minister Faith Lynch, Pastor Curtis Hall, Pastor Elwa Slaughter, Angela Webster, who was my communications uh, instructor. And, you know, the list goes on and on. Some all along the way I had people who were there at that particular church who imparted this knowledge into me, and I took full advantage of it. And, you know, thank God I was in the right place at the right time uh, for that season <laughs> in my life. So with that said, um, I took the 13 segments and broke them down to 13 chapters uh, for the discipleship study course, and I created an outline for each segment. Um, and when I first did it, the, the thing that had me stomped at one time was I tried to develop all 13 of them at one time, and after beating my head against the wall and getting what people call writer's block and all that, I was praying one day, and the Lord said, I, I didn't care you could do all that at one time. I said, okay, you should have told me earlier before. <laughs> he said, you should take each segment teach on those segments, and then you will have a record of it. And that's exactly what I did. So, I, as I, so I, I've taken the opportunity uh, to teach on quite a few of these. Uh, and then in a moment here we can give you all uh, 13 titles of them. And then in the coming weeks we're going to talk uh, a, little about, a little bit about each one of the segments uh, in detail. Uh, but today I just want to kind of give you an idea of, you know, who I am, what I'm about, and how God has uh, operated in my life, and I just want to uh, make sure that I'm a blessing to the body of Christ. You know, I'm a five-fold ministry gift, and he said my function is to edify or to build up the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry. So that's what I'm busy about right now to get that done. Okay. Let me kind of just slow down for a minute, and I want to read um, your bio because I want to formally introduce everybody to the world and in the world to Michael Anthony Farmer. Michael Farmer serves as founder and CEO of the Discipleship International, Inc., a teaching and resource ministry with an emphasis on fulfilling Christ's commission to make disciples of all nations and perfecting saints in the body of Christ. He is concurrently leads as founder and managing member of the Glory Corporation, LLC, a full-service apparel and advertising company that provides uniforms, T-shirts, and advertising specialty items to a wide client base across multiple industries. 
Michael worships as a faithful member of the Breath of Life Christian Christian Center, where he facilitates a new members orientation class. He holds tenure as a teacher and a facilitator in several institutes and worked as dean of ministry for the Development Institute for three years. Originally from Oxford, Mississippi, Michael is an honors graduate from Fairley High School, Memphis, Tennessee. He studied computer systems accounting at the University of Memphis, now Memphis State, no, used to be Memphis State University, and Southwest Tennessee Community College. Accepting his call to ministry in 1995, Michael began ministering training at Breath of Life Ministry Development Mental Institute and Pastor Teacher Training Institute. He graduated both programs as valedictorian and licensed in 2006. As a former tax examiner, supervisor, and budget analyst with the Internal Revenue Service, Michael expands his ministry through teaching the application of accounting, finance, and numerical principles. He has instructed and facilitated several classes and workshops on debt reduction, financial literacy, and biblical economics. Michael Farmer resides in Memphis, Tennessee with his lovely wife, Priscilla. He is blessed with five daughters, Lakeisha, Chandra, What's the you, Tika? What's how you yeah. it, Michael? Tika, um, Brittany, yeah. and Amber. And he is a proud grandfather to Elise and Mackenzie. Everybody, Michael Anthony Farmer. Now we got that out of the way. <laughs> so you know Michael is really qualified to lead this segment, our weekly news segment called Tuesdays with Michael, our spiritual personal coach. He's going to help us develop our spiritual muscles because like any muscle, you got to work it to make it longer. <laughs> That's right. And and I just I just want to clarify that that spiritual muscle is your mind. So that yeah. is one of the uh, muscles that most people don't like to use. Uh, so we want to uh, first get the atrophy out of it. <laughs> that means it's been sitting there dormant for a long time. <laughs> and then, as, Especially in certain areas that we're going to talk about because, you know, me and, and um finances and budgeting and getting it all done. I hate it, hate it, hate it, but I know I have to do it. And so you want to talk about the 13 titles. And this is a good place to kind of write these down so you can start uh, formulating your questions about them. Because we're going to do a step-by-step introduction for them, but we're also going to do as if you were Michael's personal client with the time that we have on Tuesdays. And he also... um, does since he is a spiritual personal coach, that means he has clients and you guys can come to him and talk to him, set up appointments to see him and work through whatever you are wanting to work through. So Michael's gonna do the thirteen titles and then we'll talk about each one and um go from there. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna get a title and just a brief like one liner of uh, mm-hmm. a description of what they are. Uh the first title uh is first things first. And our uh, subtitle is, Are You Truly Born Again? And it's an in-depth analysis and study of the definition and manifestation of salvation according to the scriptures. The second one is the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in depth into a study of the purpose, authority, character, and functions of the Godhead in totality and individually. Uh, the next one is the Holy Spirit, God in the earth today. It's a look at the work of the Holy Spirit in the earth, past, present, and future. Uh, The next one is obeying the Holy Spirit. It's a practical look at how to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and the benefits of knowing and obeying his voice. The next one I think is very important is the power of prayer. 
is an examination of God's mm-hmm. method of communication with his saints and the types and benefits of prayer. And believe it or not, there are different types of prayers. Uh, Bible study and reading, one of my favorite topics, is how to effectively read and study the Bible and the difference between the two. It also covers the different methods of study. Next is praise and worship, and it's basically a survey of the various types and manifestations of praise and the power and purpose of worship. And we talk about what um, the difference between those two, uh, those two uh, manifestations are. Uh, meditation is an exploration of how to extract the spiritual vigor out of information, knowledge, and wisdom. And it's not it doesn't deal anything with you know, transcendental or any of the Eastern type of things. Basically, it's taking the information that you've gleaned from Scripture and learning how to turn it over in your mind to make it useful. The next one is renewing the mind, another favorite of mine. It's a study of the human mind and how to renew it using God's Word. The next is holy. Oh, my goodness. We've got to have a good time. We have a caller, Michael, um, if you can hold that place right there, because I know some people okay. are, you know, sneaking and calling on their jobs and stuff, so we're going to kind of go to the callers when they come in. So okay. um, thank you guys so much for listening to Lorraine McNair Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Um, okay, the caller hung up. So Okay, if you want to call back and talk or you just want to listen, press 1, and it puts you in the queue. Otherwise, just feel free to listen to the conversation and or chat. I'm also taking questions on my Facebook page, so I will go to that. And okay, Michael, you said that was one of your favorite favorites. Yes, the, the last but one you just said. Oh, uh, uh, renewing the mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You know that you know flexing that spiritual muscle, which is your mind. Uh, so I'm really excited about that one. The next one is holiness, and this is the one that I was truly indoctrinated in uh, at the church that I am. And it's a study of true biblical holiness and the requirements of God's command for us to be holy. So if God commands us to be holy, then he has a responsibility to show us how to do that, and he does that in his word. So that's what we're going to delve into in that study. The next one is faith, and, of course, we can't please God without faith, and there are so many different facets of faith, but we're going to deal with uh, just a basic analysis of what is faith, what is not faith, and also examine examples of biblical faith and its rewards. Because you can take faith mm-hmm. and probably teach on it for the next, you know, for the next, until Jesus returns. So you have to find some word to kind of encapsulate what you really want to say. The next one is God's okay. gift to us. Someone uh, call in? Yes, okay, they're calling back, and then I also have a question coming in the chat. I see where they're calling in. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead to the phone lines. Callers, we're coming to you, 901-270. Welcome to Loretta Missionary Live. Hi, caller. Okay, we're, this is you, uh, area code 901, and the prefix is 270. You have a question, or are you just listening? Okay, we're going to just put them back on hold until they decide they want to talk. <laughs> and I understand that. It gives, you know, all of a sudden you're ready, and then all of a sudden it's your turn. And, and people do. I, I was on a, a show out of Chicago last night, and they kept doing that last night, too. So it's just, it's okay. It is so painless. Okay, so um, I lost count of which one we were on, Michael, so you're going to have to tell me which one. We're, on the, we're actually on the last two. 
Okay. The last two, uh, we're on 12 and 13. Uh, the next the next to the last one is God's gifts to us. And this was spelled out the motivational, spiritual, and ministry gifts that God gave to build the body of Christ. So it's three different areas of gift that God gave us uh, left here on earth for us to build the body of Christ. And we're going to deal with those. And the last one is involving others. And this will look into the purpose and mechanics of the body of Christ as a unified organism in the world and our interdependence upon each other as members of the body of Christ. So you, and that's one of my favorite scenarios is you have your physical body and Jesus likened the church to a spiritual body. And when one part of the body suffers, then all parts of the body suffer. It says when one part of the body rejoices, all should rejoice. So that's what we look at in that last study is involving others. And that can be through mentorship. Uh, that can be you know, through what you're doing now, uh, what I'm doing now as a, you know, as a, a spiritual coach or through godly counsel. And believe it or not, through fellowship. It's one of the areas that God mm-hmm. actually ordained for people to edify and build up one another. So those are the 13, and and they don't necessarily have to be taught in that order, except for the first one will be taught first, which is first things first. Are you truly mm-hmm. born again? So we want to make sure that, you know, that you are born again and you know what it truly means to be born again. Ooh, that's going to be deep. We can kind of start um, introducing so I, 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 I know there's a lot to absorb. I know yeah. there's a lot to absorb right now, so we'll just take each of them individually at some point. Yeah, because I know there are several that you mentioned that I, I am very, very ex- – I mean, I'm interested in all 13, but you know how you had your favorites. Like faith, of course, is one. God's gift is going to be another. And then the power of prayer. I can't wait till we talk about the power of prayer because people just – I don't think enough people take it serious enough. And then when you, when you mentioned that there were several kinds of prayers – I hear, I, and I do this myself sometimes, I'll, I'll mix them all up in one one communication. I'm, I have my supplication prayer, I'll have my blessing prayer, I'll have, you know, and, and I hope when we get to that we can really, um, you know, spend a lot of good time on that so people can know how to pray. Because there is a way, and of course I'm not saying like the, the kind where you just got to have all these sound words and sound they're really good because it's all when it's all said and done, it is a conversation with our Heavenly Father. Amen. <laughs> well, your prayers <laughs> are well, yeah. huge for me because, yeah. Well, you know, and I, I just believe all of them are important. And um, with these 13, uh, the Spirit of God really impressed my, part of my heart is that when I receive people in, people in as students uh, to teach these and I can actually personalize each one of these areas to your particular area of growth. Uh, say you've just been, say you've been saved for a month, then I can, I, there's a way I can take these topics and I can cater them to someone who's, who's a new convert or someone who's been saved for, you no know, 15, 20 years. We can take it and do the same way. You're like uh, a babe, you know, a, a spiritual babe eats milk. You can't give them meat. You're like a natural babe. When you bring the baby home from the hospital, that, that baby desires milk in order for it to grow. Well, that's what uh, spiritual babes are. They should desire the sense of milk of the word, as the scripture says, that they may grow by it. 
Um, so we we can cater each one of these. I don't have just a stringent set way I do them. The information is the same, but there is a different way of application that that everyone can benefit from it. Wow. Any questions? These so deep. Okay, so deep. Um, I, I had um, a, a message from Amelia uh, Cole saying, when well, you work at the IRS, that you and Amelia Cole in 1985. That was like forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> you said 1985. Wow, that's when I first started at the IRS. Yeah, um, they weren't. Man, they were really Cole man, back then. I'm not sure, but I know they've been married for 25 years, and, and they knew you um, from IRS. So it's not cool. Now, what's <laughs> the name was? Now, what's um, the name was? His is Danny Cole. Hers is. Oh, Danny Cole. Cole. Yeah, Danny and Amelia. You know Danny and Amelia Cole. They have the uh, uh, Minister of Quill and Priscilla Ministries. Yeah, Mary yeah. Cole. Yeah, yeah, Quill and Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember well, a million. Uh, exactly. Well, uh, well, a million now worked together in the same unit. Then, of course, Danny came and snatched up and and, and took away to I think Texas is where they initially went initially. But no, thank God they're back here in Memphis and they have their own ministry. And man, they they are definitely good examples to follow. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, they just did a conference in, in October, but um, and they are a prime example of you know the kind of um, level where you want to be spiritually and how you work spiritual self, and they do it, and, and they're an awesome example of, of what we're talking about. So, um, wow, 1985. During the show, we'll have to invite them as guests as well because I just really love it when couples are um, you know they go to church together. And they are in ministry together, whether it's, you know, at the church ministry or something they, you know, God has um, given them to create together. And so that's pretty cool. And that is cool. And and one thing, I was meditating on marriage the other day, and I was thinking about, you know, when I saw, because I get the, I'm part of their Facebook page, and I get the post, you know, through email and everything. Mm-hmm. But one thing I thought about when, when Christ was talking about all these things uh, concerning husbands and wives, and then he followed up and said, um, I, I speak a great mystery, but it's concerning Christ and the church. So when, so if you look at marriages just from a natural standpoint of where they are today, then a marriage should mimic the church and, and vice versa. So if you look at the divorce rate within the church is just as high as it is within the world, then that lets us know that we don't understand the concept of what the church really is. Um, so that was one of those things that you know when I the saw the ministry and I just, is just as high in the church as it is in the world. Wow, I, I never thought so, about it like that. Wow, and it is so so so. I I, I think their ministry is timely. Um, I, I think it's for such a you know a time as this. So I I just speak blessings upon what they're doing and that people will really get it. Uh, and we've been I'll be I will be have been married twenty three years coming up in June, so they they got a few years ahead of me. Uh, but we're <laughs> we're we're on their heels. <laughs> we're we we're on their heels quickly. That's for sure. You guys have I mean been hanging in there love for Silva. She is such a doll. I mean inside and out and inside inside and out beauty. So and she said that they love you. They love you and Priscilla. 
So, um, moving right along, for those who are listening, you want to call in and talk to Michael, the number is 347-539-5772, 347-539-5772. We'll get you in to Loretta Mary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael, our spiritual personal coach, every Tuesday here at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So feel free to send us your questions via Facebook, via email. Michael will give out his email as well so you can talk directly to him. Or you can um, call in and chat. How about that? <laughs> How about that? So you will never get to Michael. That 23 years. Of course they won't because you're not going to stand still. She's so funny. I just love her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't always be ahead of us. Yeah, they yeah, about a couple of years, you know, about a couple of years. <laughs> but marriage is beautiful. When you can talk like that and, and have fun with one another, and you know, that's that's just a beautiful thing. And um, I pray that for you know all couples to have those strong marriages. And if you don't, you know, seek out spiritual help, some counseling. And it is. Maybe you don't want to call it counseling. Just call it, you know, a, a time together where you all are just gonna um, restart your battery, some some retreat, and some hanging out with other couples. Is that part of what you also do, Michael? Have you had couples where you've had to um, um, that come to Discipleship International for counseling? Oh yes, but, uh, yeah, especially financial counseling. We've I've had them where they come for uh, a financial counseling. I've had them where they come for pre marital counseling. Uh, I I can't do pre uh, premarital counseling and sign up on, on your certificate, and you don't have to pay for your marriage license. So, so you can take that down, oh, and that I we, we I need are. To that too. Oh yeah, so they they've designed a system by which um, even even the world knows that if someone gets the appropriate counsel before marriage, then there's a higher probability that they're going to stay together. So that's kind of incentive for people who are considering marriage to go ahead and get that premarital counseling, you know, through whether it's a minister or through his, through a certified counselor. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I believe foundation is key in everything. If the foundation is good, then then the building is able to stand or the marriage is able to stand. So I think every couple who's considering marriage should take advantage of free marital counseling. And we and I don't spare anything in free marital counseling. We lay it all on the table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll have to talk about that, too. That's another area for us to discuss on Tuesdays with Michael is free marital counseling because even if, you know, couples are dating and they haven't quite said, but, you know, let's get married or whatever. You need to know ahead of time what you're getting into before you even get oh, yes. there. Cause I don't, oh, yes. Yeah, I, I think that's crucial. I think that's very crucial. I also want to know if we can um, see Michael. She's saying they're saying tell us more about premarital counseling, how to sign up, and how many sessions. Uh, there, are, there, uh, there will be a minimum of uh, six sessions. Uh, each one of them within uh, about an hour long. And if you want to go longer, you can. Uh, I'll bring you in like I do any other uh, client, and we'll do an assessment of where you are spiritually. Oh, I, I, the assessments. Please do not be afraid of his assessment. It sounds like a crazy, <laughs> crazy word, but you have all the answers inside your head and your heart. Just write them down because when it comes to that, Michael told me there are no right and wrong answers. It is no, what it not. is, in other words. Okay. So, so a so, minimal so yes, of six will, uh, sessions, and and how long how long does it take to get those? Is there like you need to have your six sessions in in thirty days? How does that work? Uh, I, I try to make sure they they do them consecutive, not to have too much time between these sessions. I, I like things to flow. 
um, if you can come in, you know, twice a week, that that'll be good because you can get that information there and get it done, uh, done quickly, get it more concentrated. Um, and then once okay. you finish that, I sign off on the uh, certificate and you take it down to the uh, the clerk's office and hopefully marital bliss in the days to come. <laughs> but but I like to, I'm I'm open and honest. Uh, when I'm doing it, I if if I identify areas, I will you know show them you know, that area of deficiency that I think needs to be built upon. And then I would give them my recommend, actual recommend, recommendation on whether they should be married or not. And the key word is recommendation. But you can do whatever you choose to do after that, especially. Because sometimes when you're in love, as they say, you can you can go to things with blinders on. So hopefully we kind of pull the blinders off during this premarital session and, and you know, with me having girls, I'm really passionate about it, you know, because I want, you know, I want each one of my girls to be to be yoked up with, you know, godly men and men who love God and have demonstrated their love for God. Because if you love God, it, you would have no problem loving your spouse. So I, I think that's that's key uh, in a marriage that you know that that godly love is demonstrated and then love for yourself because it's, it's you know if you can't. You can't love nobody, you know, more than you love God. And you definitely can't love someone physically or naturally more than you love yourself. So, so it, it, it's all so inclusive. So how can they sign up, Michael? How can they? Can you give your email address out so if people want to talk about marital counseling or anything that we discussed today, um, yes. how can they sign up for the marital premarital counseling? Okay, on the on the premarital counseling, you can uh, email me at glory. A-P-P, that's Glory App, at AOL.com. Let me spell it out so you can get it. G-L-O-R-Y-A-P-P at AOL.com. That's the, that's the email I go to first every day and that I'm in all day, every day. Or you can <laughs> inbox me uh, or you can go to Facebook and you can look up Discipleship International. You can look up Glory Apparel. You can look up Michael Farmer and you can inbox me from either one of those Facebook pages, and I will get the information via email. So there, there are ways to it. You know, I'm I'm really passionate about making sure people are built up in um, the body of Christ, and I, I I love to teach God's word and break it down for you know the smallest of a babe can understand, and not just understand, but actually apply it to their everyday life, and that's that's the key is application. See, that's the thing. We have to apply it. When we get this new knowledge, and uh, especially when we talk about the renewing your, of your mind, I really don't want to uh, put that one last. I think that should be like second, and, and, and I believe most of what we talk about will also kind of touch on the, the, the importance of renewing your mind. When you get new information, you got to put the old information out of the way. you got to keep renewing your mind. It's, it's like almost a daily process, if not a daily process. So um, we're going to talk about those thir- 13 principles each week. We'll concentrate on one, but we'll certainly dibble and dabble in, in the 12 others as, as we carry the conversation on. And then we'll answer your questions directly, depending, you know, even if it's not, even if we have a conversation on faith, Michael, and somebody wants to call and talk about the power of prayer, we can do that, right? Are you opposed to that? Oh, yes. No, I mean, any, any topic I named today, if they had a question about any of those, they can uh, call in or, you know, 
on your chat line, leave that on there. We can help in those questions. And it's, it's, I'm glad you mentioned Renewing the Mind because it's actually one of the areas that I have fully developed. Uh, actually, with an outline, PowerPoint presentation, had an opportunity to teach it um, about a year ago. So that particular area has been fully developed. So it's, it's one of the things I I really enjoy teaching. And as I said before, they don't have to be taught in the in the order in which we're doing. If that if that right. um, disciple comes in and say, well, no, let's just deal with renewing the mind first. Guess what? I, I have no problem with that. First thing I'm going to do is feel, make sure that you're born again, because my ministry is to the body of Christ. Um, there are other facets of yeah. ministry that, that focus on getting people evangelized and saved. I, I can do it, but it's not my area of focus. Uh, that's what you no know, apostles and prophets are for, you know. Uh, you know, and 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 as a you know, as a as a prophetic gift to the body of Christ. One of my goals is to refine, and to refine means to take something in its pure natural state and make it usable. Just like refining mm. sugar or, or or refining for oil and coal and gas, you know, that you dig into that mm-hmm. ground, and that gold is pretty much embedded in a rock. Well, that, that rock has to be refined to expose the gold. But where it is, and then the gold can be used for whatever purpose that is is needed. So that's what I want. I want you to come in your pure raw state, and then we'll, with, with the aid of the Holy Spirit and prayer, you know, all those areas in your life that need to be uh, exposed will be exposed. Um, I think there's a scripture that talks about being refined, that Jesus wants to refine you like a gold that's been purified in fire seven times. So just think so, so. He said, so there, there may be seven instances in your life that you may go through to pull those impurities out of your life. Um, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and, and that fire is usually trials and tribulation. And contrary to popular belief, every Christian born again that's worked his weight in salt will go through trials and they will go through tribulation. It's, it's nowhere around it. If you want to get away from it, then you have to leave this earth. And I'm quite sure there are, no, there are not too many people just looking to get out of the earth too soon. Uh, so, so, so I, 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 know. I, mean, I don't I mind know where I'm going when it's all said and done, but I'm not raising my hand to go today. No, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think most people are. <laughs> but, at, at, but, but, but at some point we all have to be, have to be ready. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, we have to be prepared. You know, I, I say prepared and then ready when he calls. Cause he doesn't ask you if you're ready. You just go. But um, I know one thing that we talked about, and um, last week when we were saying how important it is to have a spiritual personal coach, and we kind of uh, compared it to having a personal coach and or a fitness coach, and how you know when we work on our bodies is is. You know, it's good, and we should do that, but that's so temporary. But when you work on your spiritual, um, I'll say body for like a, a word right now, that's everlasting. And, and I think that's in Second Timothy, like the sixth verse, first chapter, sixth verse. You kind of talked about it last week, Michael, when, you, when we were using it. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned that, and it, it's amazing. I actually, um, of course, I have the Bible app on my phone and also on, on an iPad that I use, and one of the words for the scripture for the day was that scripture, and it came up in the Amplified Version. And it, it kind of blew me away because it, it compared uh, 
it had, you know, it said bodily exercise, and it had their physical training, and then it did a direct comparison to uh, spiritual training, which is holiness. So, so living a holy, sanctified, and, consec- and consecrated life is synonymous with spiritual training. Okay. Yeah, the, the verse I just quoted, that was my other favorite verse. That's the one about stirring up the gifts, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that. So I have got to find um, the verse that talks about, oh, yeah, I think you know, it's the value Timothy, of personal uh, exercise. At, I think it's in First Timothy 4, somewhere around the 6, 8. I know it's in Timothy. Seven. I know it was what Paul was writing to Timothy telling yeah. him to be strong. And then the verse that you just talked about, the refining pot is for silver and the furnace is for gold. That's Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-one. Okay. So, yeah, because I want people to be able to, you know, we'll also have our our scriptures for you all, so you can also call Michael on because Michael can tell you where to go. I can tell you it's in the Bible. So <laughs> <laughs> Michael can tell you what street is on and the address. But we we will make sure that we're very diligent when we when we give out that kind of information because I know how important it is for us. To tell you exactly, Amen. Um, to definitely get a little scripture reference. And if we talk about the scripture, we don't tell you. Just ask us, so we know what we're saying. We definitely know. Yeah. So let me see. I think we had another question. Um, okay. In. Okay, and I'm going to use on. She's like, tell me some words on the scripture, and I'll and I'll look. It's, it's the scripture that talks about um, exercising your body, and it's in it's in Timothy. It's when Paul. Talking, I will look up the amplified version of it. Well, go ahead and look up the amplified version uh, while you're doing that. And I, I, know, I, I wanna... really love the amplified version because I can really, really understand it <laughs> a whole lot more. Now, the New King James version, I can understand it, but I mean, when I do the amplified or the Living Bible, I can just really, really get there. So, I I yeah. love that. So I can go yeah, the well, Lorella, what the Amplified Version does is actually takes uh, those English words um, and it goes to the Hebrew or the Greek and they actually put those definitions within brackets or parentheses. Uh, so it basically does a lot of this uh, searching for you to let you know what those words actually mean. But it, it's mm-hmm. put in a format where you can understand it. And so so most people don't, don't think that because we use in different versions of the Bible, you no know, contrary to popular belief, you know, because you go outside the King James, and the Bible outside the King James version is not of the devil. <laughs> I don't know where that doctrine okay. ever came from. 
But uh, it's basically the Bible just that, um, just like King James is an English version. Well, if someone in, in, in China needs an, a Chinese version, then they're going to get a Chinese version. They can't read the King James. So, I know. So, Amelia, she is so gracious. We're going to have to get her on every Tuesday. This will be, you are assigned, Amelia, when you're not in a meeting, to get these scriptures for us. <laughs> so, here, here's the Amplified Version, Michael. For physical okay. training is of some value, meaning useful for a little, but godliness, meaning spiritual training, is useful and of value in everything and in every way, for it holds promise for the present life and also for the life which is to come. Wow, I like yeah. that. That's, I like that. That is, man, that is, that is, that's almost good as a slice of cherry cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, okay, so that was, that was eight, actually, verse eight. And then verse nine, I like it how it sums it up. This is a faithful thing and worthy of all acceptance and that's in the King James Version. So that was First Timothy 4, chapter not eighth verse, then I just read the ninth, and then the one I just read was from the Amplified. So First okay. Timothy fourth chapter eighth verse. It sums up why we're doing what we're doing. Okay. Exactly. So like like as I said, I was saying before, just just look at the uh, look at the analogy that it makes. It says, you know, mm-hmm. you know, physical exercise, which is which is bodily training. It says it's good, but it only benefits you in this life. And that's what it means mm-hmm. is it, it, it profits little. Uh, that some people interpret that to mean that is well, I'm not going to exercise because the Bible says it, it profits little. Well, even if it did profit little, there's still some profit in it. <laughs> so you, and so that's you, a comparison so, to the eternal exactly. profit. So when you compare, exactly. that is a little. But when you just, exactly. even if you let it stand alone, it's huge. We have got to get these bodies moving. We have got to do a better exactly. job with our um, our bodies, which are our temples. So don't don't. Ooh, I wish somebody would use that. Don't say that. <laughs> we all I don't give you a perfect size two or three. You still have to exercise to keep your body healthy. And, and you sure do, because you, because, because in, in, in order to do spiritual work, you still need a body to carry yourself around in to get their work done. But uh, the thing I like about that scripture is that it it compares it. It it, it it compares godliness with spiritual training, just so, so people get a hold of that. Wow, I just used the phrase my pastor used to get a hold of that. Um, <laughs> so, in other words, you it, have to have a healthy body to do kingdom work in an excellent way, right? Can you agree with that? Exactly. Statement? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm so, so 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 you got to think so 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 in 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 spiritual training, part of spiritual training is living that godly life. And like I said, and because God gives us that requirement to live godly or to live holy, what the word godliness and holiness are synonymous, um, then he, he's faithful in making sure that we can meet that requirement. Uh, and, and holiness goes so far beyond what you were. It's not external. Holiness is internal, just like anything that God deals with, deals with us from a, from a spiritual perspective. When I say spiritual, I mean something that you can't touch with your natural hand. It's not tangible. So, so, so there's that analogy that's, that's that's in that verse that compares or analogizes physical exercise with spiritual exercise, which benefits you in all facets of life. It says, 
and not just in this life, but in the life that you're going to spend eternity in. So with that said, we should be diligent in making sure that our spirits, I'm sorry, our spirits are in good condition when we get into eternity. Because once you're out of here, there's, you have no more opportunity to build yourself up. So you might as well do it here while you have an opportunity. <laughs> and, so and, and, and that's what it's like. Like I was so telling people, we, like Michael already said, he is not a pastor. He knows that is not his gift. He is a teacher, and he is an awesome teacher. So we're not um, doing this show in lieu of you fellowship because he already talked about the benefits no, of fellowshipping, and that's biblical. We are just trying to build you up. This is like adding icing to the cake that you already get from your your past and your physical and your you know your spiritual um, teaching. This is for you. Um, personally, if you want to be the best that you can be, then it's going to take you being um, more knowledgeable of things spiritual. Exactly. Because sometimes just like a, a personal trainer physically, they have insight into different, you know, techniques of nutrition and exercise that you don't know. Why? Because you because you haven't studied. You're not well-versed in it. Well, they can tell you some things that, that you don't know that can get you to where you need to be physically. But by the same token, spiritually, that's that's what I do. There are some things that God reveals to me uh, that I can show you that can help you personally and in your own personal life. Right, and because you have been diligently diligent in your study of this. Exactly. So, so, So there are some things that I can have insight into spiritually that you don't know that can add value to your life. And sometimes it could be as simple as a phrase or a word. Sometimes it's a word. And and, and who's not in this day and time looking for a word? When you when you look at T V you see the world trying to be spiritual and and the church trying to be worldly. <laughs> so so we gotta get those what you say, Mike? So we, you see the world trying to be spiritual, spiritual and the church trying to be worldly. Oh my! Exactly. So, so, so we have to get those. So, so we have to get those roads back into place. I mean, look at TV. That you see that a lot of now. I just saw a reality show that deals with mediums now. I think some the medium of somewhere out of uh, New York or somewhere. I mean, I mean, why would you waste your time contacting the dead? You gotta waste your time dealing with the living. Uh, so, so we're we're all, we're all looking for those those spiritual things. We're wired spiritual. We're spiritual beings. That's why we desire spiritual yeah. things. So right. And sometimes the sad part is we don't know that that's it though. That's why we're in the shape that we're in in this world because we don't understand that the thing that we thirst for and the thing that we truly truly need and we're trying to fill this. Um, spiritual void with worldly things or, you know, maybe it's overeating, maybe it's uh, spending money, maybe it's the pursuit of money, maybe it's sex, maybe it's um, attention, whatever it is, but there's only one thing that can fill that void, and and that is that spiritual relationship with, you know, for us, our Heavenly Father. Exactly. So we want to help you with that. We want, we want to give you enough nuggets and truth 
that will help you feel better mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, socially. And that's because, and if you look at, like, some of the most successful entrepreneurs and CEOs, they use these biblical principles to help help become successful, but they don't call them biblical principles. But if you start studying your word, you will see that these are spiritual principles that these people are using in, you know, in economics. Yes, they are. That's the truth because it may all... All spiritual principles are basic, basically universal principles. They can, if anybody applies them, uh, they can get the benefit from it, whether they're a saved or not. A, a principle exactly. is a principle. Exactly. Say that again. That's the difference. And sometimes you'll and I'll hear people say, you know what, I'm just so tired of seeing, you know, people that are doing things the wrong way be blessed. And here I am trying to live my life right and things aren't yeah. going for me like they're going for the other people. But, see, there's a lot you don't know because if they're using the spiritual principles, it's going to work for them because God reigns on the just and the unjust. He blesses, yes, you he know, does. he makes these things happen for the just and the unjust. And his word tells yes. you that. So that's why it's so you have to come to the word. So I, I just want everybody to, you know, to recognize why, because I'm quite sure one of the major uh, questions that everyone always asks themselves is, you know, Lord, why am I here? You know, that, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a pressing question in every every human being on the face of the earth. Why am I here? Um, but I just want to deal with the context of people that are within the body of Christ. You know, why are you here? Um you, 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 everyone has purpose. Every purpose doesn't have to be grand. I think I used the example last week of God has tempered the body so that that He bestows more honor on the parts that are not seen. And I gave the analogy that we can everything that we see on the outside of our bodies we can basically live without. Of course, without we you know can't live without the head. Uh, but the head causes all the shots. But without your hands, your <laughs> arms, your eyes, everything you can live without, but it's hard to live without any of those organs that are on the inside that you cannot see. Most of us can't live without those those things. So, so everyone has a purpose. I don't care how small it may seem, how insignificant your purpose may seem, everyone has a purpose. And if you fulfill your purpose, guess what? You get the same reward as someone who is called to do something on a large and grand scale. The reward is well, the same. Well, that's why people have to stop saying that, though, and that comes with a renewing of your mind piece. Your purpose is not significant just because you, you have a gift where you can organize and administratively you're behind the scenes working. That's not yes. – don't say your gift is not as significant as the person out front. Because without exactly. you, baby, the person out front could not be out front because they don't have no, that gift to make all this stuff behind the scenes happen. So That's right. uh, what we're saying is all purpose and your gift is significant. You just got to say it. And, you know, another thing that Michael always tells me and then I always tell other people, you know, be careful the words that speak out of your mouth because, you know, the word says <laughs> the power of life and death is in your tongue. Definitely it's in the tongue. words that you speak. That's true. Definitely when they come out of a, a believing heart, and I always say that that belief is always followed up with action. You you, you don't believe something if you don't have actions that follow. Mm-hmm. So so believing always prompts action. Just just like if if I was reading the weather forecast this morning, and said you no, know, there's an eighty percent chance of rain. If I believe that, then I'm going to make preparations 
for their belief, whether I put on something I know that's not going to, you know, spot if it gets wet or I'm going to put my umbrella in the car, my rain coat, my rain boots or whatever. I'm making preparations because I do believe that it's going to rain today. Well, if, if, if you believe that God has saved just God has called you to be a doctor, then you have to make all of those preparations based on that belief, like going, you know, preparing yourself to make good grades in school. You can't say that you believe that you're going to be a doctor and you don't like math, you don't like science, you don't like dealing with the human body. I mean, it's, you know, you would, it almost seems crazy to think so. So, so believing is always coupled with appropriate action. That's why believing and faith those terms could be used anonymously. And if, when I say believe, I'm not talking about you giving mental offense or something. That's my actual <laughs> stake in my life or stake in my finances or stake in, my, stake in something on it that, that's, that's going to cost me. It's, it's, it's the thing that, that causes you to act on what you are believing. So, you know, belief is a strong word. Um, uh, so that's I'm, why you see people who um, have a vision and they really, really believe in it, and then you don't understand why they keep, why they may leave a job paying all this money or why they might relocate somewhere, that's because they believe it. So they're doing yes. something to make that dream come true. Even when you don't see it, you don't understand it because you weren't given the, the whole download of what was given to them, and so it's hard for you to believe because you don't have enough information. So you start saying, I can believe they're doing that. You know, I, I wouldn't do that, but you don't have all the information because when you truly, truly believe in something, you're actions will bag it up. And that's in relationships, Always. that's in um professional that's relationships and business, whatever you do, right, Michael? That's a good that's profound. I like that. It is. It, it, it's one of those universal principles that I was talking about. Mhm. And mm-hmm. and and they can work, you know, on on either end of the spectrum, whether it's for good or whether it's for evil. And and some people use their intentions to do evil things. Well, you know, as a body as a body of Christ, we don't use our Intentions are our purposes for evil. Our intentions are always for good because the God that we serve is good. We say it all the time. God is good, and he's good all the time. Um, yeah, anybody so, yeah. anywhere can finish that sentence. If they ever been to church even <laughs> one time or listen to gospel music, <laughs> they can finish that sentence. God is good, and then they're going to say all the time. All the time. You know. And 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 mm-hmm. I always tell people and and Loretta, one thing he told me about his goodness is not just based on what he does; it's based on who he is. All so, right. so 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 when I say God is good, it's not because of what He has done for me. I say God is good because He is. Oh. It's it, 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 it just it's one of His attributes. They're like someone who looks at Michael Farmer and say, "Wow, you know." No, Michael Farmer is is a man. Yeah, they, you, you you can say that because that's that's what I am. I'm a man. Exactly. Well, well, well the one of God's attributes is His goodness, and it's not just always. And He does things because He is good, and we just Ooh, receive the benefits. No, okay, okay. See now, see this is this is one of those times when I got to get you to say that again because wow, woo. <laughs> okay. Say God is good. You don't have to. You don't have to say it because if he had, you know, because some. Okay. 
you know how when you you just say, oh, God is so good, he is so amazing, and even I'll post it on Facebook, and and I said, God is an awesome God, and then people say, wow, Loretta, what happened? Something good happened. I'm like, no, actually, something good didn't happen. I just know something, something, something contrary to that, not super bad or anything. It's just something may not have happened that I wanted to happen, and then I just start praising yeah. God. But for me, that's that's real praise when I'm waiting. Exactly. I'm sometimes waiting it can just be that backs up. Yeah. And you're right. You know, sometimes it can, you know, sometimes it can just be an affirmation for you, and he exactly. hasn't done anything. Stay focused. As a man, you know, you know, while they're hauling all the furniture out of the house and putting it on the street, you still can say God is good. Why? Because he is. Mm-hmm. You because know, he, he is. Not, it, it doesn't change. You no, know, he's not. That situation, you know, that temporary situation does not change his goodness. No, it wow, doesn't. that was deep. Because, every, because the, the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I like that one verse that says, but I, I like the verse that says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. I said, well, I, now that's what I like. <laughs> it just makes it plain. Because <laughs> that, that leaves you no doubt and you don't even have to try and to figure that no one out. So, it's so plain. It is but so plain. No doubt. So, I can, so, so, so when I get up in the morning and I look out the window and I see the skies and the birds and the cars and the houses, I forget, wow, my Heavenly Father owns all that. And if he owns all that, that means I'm entitled to some of it because that's my daddy. See? But I got to do the thing that he instructs me that, to that do. That some of that is yours, and he wants to give it to us. He has it for us. Yeah. See, and when he we talk about things. prayer, the power of prayer, we'll help you. Um, not, I hate to say unleash it or get heaven to open because we, that's not what it's for. But yeah. that's what happens because, again, that statement you just said, those three words, God is good. Yes, and he is good <laughs> all the time. He can't be anything but good. Wow. You're like Michael Farmer. I'm, you look I'm at so you, enjoying this. Man, you look at Michael Farmer, you look at him and say, man, Michael Farmer can't be anything but black. Because what you see is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 none of that and none of that is changing. Not until I check out of here. So, um, I'm just, I'm, oh I'm, God, I'm just enjoying it. None of that ever changes. None of that changes. Even with Hurricane Sandy, God is good. Even oh, when good. you get a bad report, God is good. He's still good. He's still good. And that, 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 you can only get that when you build those spiritual muscles up. Because I've been there with stuff happening. I was like, Ooh, where is God or, or why? You start questioning. But when you start renewing your mind and building that spiritual muscle and building your spiritual relationship, then you say, okay, God, I know you're in control and you are good. So good will come of this yeah. and we will be okay. And we leave it there yeah. and we trust in him knowing that God is good. Okay, we got one minute left. And, Michael, let me tell you. This is I, I'm better. I am so much better now than I was prior to this conversation. And my prayer is that everybody who is listening, who will listen, and who will listen again, will be better in some way, some shape, form, or fashion. You will be better too for having listened. And you can look forward to this and more every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael, and that's Michael Farmer. Our spiritual, personal coach, and co-host of Tuesdays with Michael. Um, Michael, thank you. I can't wait till next Tuesday gets here. And I know we're going to have more of this, and um, it's going to be awesome. Thank you.
Have a blessed one. All right, everybody. Please tell a friend and tell a friend to tune in to Loretta McNary Live every Tuesday for Tuesdays with Michael. And as always, we are praying for you to feel God's peace in a way that you never felt before and experience his joy in a way you never felt it before. And as always, to seek him and the answers will come. We'll see you next week on Tuesdays with Michael, and we'll see you on Wednesday for more Loretta McNary Live. Enjoy your day. <laughs>